Realms of Peril and Glory will begin after these short messages. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. We'd like to thank our patrons, Sarah Elise, Tara Torres, and Lost with Two Faces for their support in making this series possible. If you'd like to join them and get ad-free listening, bonus shows, and a lot more, then head over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic. Welcome back to Realms of Peril and Glory. This is our spooky sword lesbians uh, game, uh, which is a playthrough of Thirsty Sword Lesbians by April Kit Walsh, uh, published by Evil Hat Productions. I'm your GM, Ella Watts. My pronouns are she, her. Um, And last we left off, uh, we had uh, several kind of intrepid adventurers return to their home um, in the small rural northern English town of Snowyvale. Uh, Hermia Winterbottom, Adora Marion, Jenny Hendricks and Johanna Lancaster had in their youth fought on behalf of the British Museum's Metaphysical Acquisitions Branch, otherwise known as MAB, um, in order to kind of beat back the monstrous fairy creatures that leak out of the Hellmouth um, underneath uh, Snowy Vale. Uh, in their adulthood, they had tried to leave all of that behind them and maybe hopefully get some therapy. However, unfortunately, they've been called back uh, by the man who originally recruited them, Professor Rupert Crowley, uh, who says that, you know, the end is nigh, apocalypse is about to happen, the Hellmouth is about to fracture and unleash chaotic wild magic back on the world. So in this imperiled situation, just before we get into the game itself, please could each of you introduce yourself your pronouns, your character, and their pronouns, uh, starting with Danny. Hey there, I'm Danny, Danielle Shamaya. My pronouns are she, her. I'm playing Johanna Lancaster. Her pronouns are also she, her. Excellent. And now Beth. Hi, I'm Beth Crane. I'm playing Adora Marion. And both of our pronouns are she, her. Excellent. Sasha. Hi, I'm Sasha Sienna. I'm playing Jenny Hendricks. My pronouns are she, he, or they, and Jenny's are she, her. Excellent. And finally, Maddie. Hello, I am Maddie Searle. My pronouns are she, her, and I am playing Hermia Winterbottom, whose pronouns are she, they. Back 
not on mantle. <laughs> uh, in front, uh, the, Chris has gone to like try and retrieve Julius. Hope is like on her back, kind of getting up a little bit awkwardly. Cat is looking around, and all of you see at the same time a massive column of light erupt from the top of mantle, and an aurora borealis spread out in seven directions all across the hills. Cat looks up and goes, I'm going to assume that that's not good. Yeah, some ley line shit for sure. I guess we should go towards that then. Um, I think like you say that, Jenny, and Hope uh, kind of gets up, grins at you and goes, you know what? That's why I always liked you. Dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, I think that if it's okay with you, Sasha, um, Hope is probably going to grab Jenny by the lapels and just like smack her or kiss. Okay, yeah. I could be yeah, down like, with that. Yeah, so like Hope kind of grabs you, uh, Jenny by the lapels and like brings you in for like a very fierce like mm-hmm. hard kiss and then like pulls back and goes, honestly, just if the world was going to end, I really didn't want to die without having done that at least once. So, you know. Uh. I feel like this is pretty cool for Jenny, but also mixed up with a lot of feelings because of course she feels really, really guilty about that one time that she broke Johanna's heart by kissing Hope yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> now, you know, Johanna's like being taken prisoner by, you know, the fairy queen. And here she is getting smooches. From my nemesis. Yep. Yep. Thanks yep. for that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Adora and Hermia, is there anything that you guys want to be doing? I think Hermia is just a little bit deflated because she also thinks that Hope's really hot so she's just like aww (laughs) Adora is frantically leafing through one of the reference books she's brought with her to try and Mm -hmm. find out if there's anything anything useful she can do at the moment roll the fight disaster plus your wit okay Uh, that (laughs) is (laughs) a six a six okay yeah no you don't know what the fuck is going on um you are trying to find the stuff in your book and there's the nothing described uh, like this i think that like probably in part of adora's mind she's going like yeah because nothing like this has ever happened yeah Do- oh yeah spell was like- this is a this is a desperate leaf of yeah. someone who doesn't know anything else they can do yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so I think that, that that kind of happens. Um, and Kat has already got back into the car. Chris is off chasing Julius. Uh, he may or may not return with Julius like a golden retriever. And Hope uh, kind of turns to get back in the van. And I think uh, Hope turns to you, Hermia, sees the expression on your face, uh, grins from ear to ear and just like comes in close and just like gives you a big old kiss. And she kind of pushes her hands into your hair as she does and kind of kisses uh, your cheek. And she's like very warm. And she kind of uh, like bumps your nose a bit as she pulls back and goes, nerds are so fucking cute. I make eye contact with her and I just like hide behind my book. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, she kind of laughs and goes, don't worry, Adora, you're safe with me. Um, Hermia is just like completely bright red, um, but extremely happy. I hope gets back into the van and Kat uh, kind of leans out the window and goes, guys, are we... I, I love the smooches. This is great. Polyamory, queerness, fuck yes. But can can we maybe do it like whilst driving, please? Apocalypse, <laughs> literally on the horizon. On the Adora's actual gonna, horizon. <laughs> Adora's going to take the journey over to think about, exa- like to overanalyze exactly what Hope meant by that. <laughs> um, cool. Um, I, I realize uh, that we're probably running out of time, but I would like to, um, I, I know that when, you're, when our characters are smitten, you need to announce it. So I would like to announce that... Um, 
Hermia's fully smitten with Hope. Oh, that's very good. Um, so you need to answer the, uh, so, so say why, and then answer the Truths of Heart and Blade section um, of your Because uh, she's fearless and badass and totally fucked up that questing beast. And um, the question in my Truths of Heart and Blade is, what obvious thing about you are you sure would make them reject you? Um, so I think Hermia's is very much like, Hermia feels very awkward and weird and like um, sort of unlikable. So I think that's what she would think that um, Hope would reject her for. Oh, no. Okay, so the pickup uh, starts uh, driving up the hill and uh, on your way up the hill, uh, you actually like get stopped by a tractor driving up the other way um, <laughs> and out of the windows of the tractor with like headlights shining out. And there's like this Aurora Borealis thing coming out over the hill, right? Like it's very obvious. Um, Bob Walker leans out. Bob Walker is the head of the village council and Kat just like slams her hand on the horn and it's like, Bob, we've really got somewhere to be right now. I promise that I will get the minutes to you. Um, and Bob uh, just like, like leans out of uh, the window of his tractor and goes, look, you you know that you're not supposed to do fireworks this time of year. It's terrible for the animals. Like I've told you, I don't know how many times I've told you and I don't know what the hell this is, but it's absolutely not allowed. This is supposed to be a quiet area. <laughs> Cat like looks at all of you and goes, village politics. Does anyone have any advice on stopping Bob that doesn't include me shooting him, stabbing him or punching him in the face? Because that's kind of everything that I've got right now. I would like to um, try and entice Bob with the help of Egg because Egg can help me on two um, basic moves and the two are um, entice and emotional support are the ones I chose. Um, So I would like to do that, please. And I, so I'm. Um, what okay. I would um, like to do is just kind of send. Like I'm not. I'm probably not doing very much myself. But I'm just sending egg out to kind of like wind between Bob's legs and be like, "Hey, buddy." Um, so, um, give me your roll, please. Uh, it's a roll two d six plus right. your hop. Um, that is eight. Nice. Okay. Uh, so you gain a string on them unless they decide to do uh, one of the things, but that he's not gonna. You get a string on him. Um, so uh, that is like a, a, a success with a cost. I think the cost is that uh, Bob gets distracted. And goes, oh, what? how did you get in here? All right, I, I found this lost cat, so I'm just gonna take him home just to make sure he's been fed properly. And he looks so cold, the little thing. Um, but. Cat, don't think that I'm gonna forget this for the next village meeting. You are not allowed to put fireworks up on man fucking tour, all right? And uh, he starts like slowly reversing the tractor. There's a kind of beat reverse. It's like, you're just like, you'll pick up, like behind you is this massive hill, the Aurora Borealis, and this tractor is going to go beep, beep. <laughs> Beep, 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 as he slowly starts reversing. Um, Danny, you wrote your Oh, I was just doing the beep, but silently in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, and yeah, um, Maddie, uh, the cost is uh, Bob's going to take uh, Egg home with him. Cool, okay. I'm Yeah, I'm just going to send out a little telepathic message like, I'm sorry, buddy. Egg, like, uh, like through to you is like, you better get an actual date with that woman because I am expecting at least 40 ounces of catnip. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah, sure, whatever you want. Yeah, it's fine. 
it's a deal. Um, and you kind of feel the magic of the ceiling deal like in your head. Um, <laughs> and uh, having kind of like gotten out of there, um, Chris Hem, uh, Chris Anthony Hemlock uh, kind of tr- gallops up behind you and goes, oh, and kind of knocks on the roof of the pickup just before Kat's able to start moving in. Oh, I, 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 I thought that you were um, like gonna uh, stop the end of the world. Um, you probably don't want to stop here on this hill because uh, it's like, you know, the, the the actual problem is in the hell mouth. We're um, trying, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, just just thought I would be helpful, you know. Um, Did you listen, find I, Julius? Oh, right. That's what I came here to do. I thought that there was something. Um, and he kind of like pulls out of his uh, kind of the belt around uh, his uh, like torso, like waist, I guess. Um, and, and like flings Julius to you. And Julius is like, I'm supposed to be handled with care. As he like flips through the air. Um, and uh, Adora Reach gives me a roll. Him. Yeah, oh. give me a roll to defy disaster to catch him. Um, uh, it's a great handle side up. Okay. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Uh, success with a cost. Think, in my hand. <laughs> no, I, like, I, I think in this case, success with a cost is that next to you, Cat catches Julius um, uh-huh. and kind of looks at him for a second and goes, have you written a permit to get this out? <laughs> That's a fairy artifact. Yes. All right. Um, and Cat kind of kicks the engine into gear and starts uh, driving back up the hill. Uh, you guys drive to the top of Mamantor and then get out and start walking down the field, a path that you know before, um, although uh, this one is, uh, again, colloquially referred to by MAB agents who traveled here over the centuries um, as the road to hell. Um, it is a place on which many uh, MAB agents have died um, and you kind of come down to the entrance to Blue John uh, Cavern and it's this big, just black hole in the earth at night. Uh, and from it, you can hear the like screaming and howling and chittering of thousands and thousands of fairy creatures. Hope gets out her swords. Cat uh, uh, gets out a pistol and kind of spins it on one finger. Um, and uh, the two of them stride into the darkness. Is there anything any of the three of you want to do? Gonna clean Julius and apologize. Julius is gonna say, "Is this is this the Marks and Spencers wipe? Because I said that I would only be cleaned by the Marks and Spencers brand of clean wipes." And All this I could get was waitros. Like, well, I suppose waitros can be acceptable in a pinch. I mean, I it was an it was emergency. Asda or something, and I mean, I have standards, you know. Oh my yes, god! How has Julius survived this long in the north? <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't he's he been hasn't. like wedged <laughs> <laughs> he's been living in a basement flat with a very tired woman <laughs> quite neurotic Hermia and Jenny is there anything you're doing I think just like stealing myself and then also going into the darkness yeah I think Hermia? um I summon my sword again and just kind of like it gives off a very faint pale green light and it's just like this might help nice yeah and it does it kind of sends these dancing shadows up against the stone um and the strange like blue green stone blue john for which this cavern is named um uh, and from which it is mined um and as you kind of go on into the darkness suddenly all of that chittering and howling and screaming just 
goes absolutely silent. Um, and you feel, again, that shiver down your backs as if someone has walked over your grave. Uh, and Hope looks back at all of you and kind of, like, shoves her hair, like, back behind her ear um, and goes, okay, so... Um, we're probably gonna die. I'm not gonna do that in awkward silence. So, and she hits like play on her phone and starts uh-huh. playing like a pop song, uh, which I am not gonna name so that we can actually make some music for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but she hits play on a pop song that is, you know, quite a kind of like punk rock queer girl band kind of thing. And uh, Kat like goes up to the boat that belongs to Mab, that is proprietary of them, kind of opens a lot like gate that like gets you onto like this little jetty into this like underground river um, and gets you in. And with this like kind of pop music echoing and the kind of soft sound of the boat engine, you all get inside the boat, you feel it shake beneath you, you feel the waves lap up against you and you start going into the dark and into the cold. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. You you kind of travel for a long time, um, and it's very, very, very dark. Um, and again, there's no creatures here. Hermia, you can't feel any fae around you, but you all heard them seconds ago. You just keep going, and you keep going, and you feel the weight of the hill above you getting heavier and heavier and heavier. 
until at last you appear on the other side of that hell mouth, that ring of arcane symbols engraved into the stone and that kind of blue kind of force field uh, that blocks the tunnel. And behind it, you can see uh, a tall statuesque woman that must be Gudrun and someone else uh, limp in her arms who seems to have collapsed, passed out, something, and Johanna. Gudrun brought that dagger down, but she didn't bring it across your throat or even across your wrist. She brought it across your palm and mixing your blood with hers, she made both of you touch the wall of this barrier. And as she did, you felt all the magic in the British Isles come into your body. You have become a conduit for all the magic of the fairy realm. And you are very aware in this moment that you absolutely have the power to do almost anything. You could drown the islands of Britain beneath the sea. You could destroy every fairy that has ever existed. You could destroy every human that has ever existed. Breaking this barrier is like lifting a finger. You could do so much more and you can feel the magic of the world and those seven ley lines racing out around the planet. You can feel them rushing beneath the sea. You can feel the Arctic like ice caps. You can feel New York and you can feel all the magic and creatures there. What would you like to do? Well, this is probably a great time to announce that I am completely smitten with Goodwin now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's probably the perfect time. Uh, so go ahead and give her that uh, <laughs> Tell me why, and then answer uh, So it's because, weirdly enough, I don't know how else to explain this, but to say that I saw the quote-unquote humanity in um, what it is that she wants, and we kind of want the same things, and her wanting to be free, whether or not, I mean, whether or not it's true is, love doesn't care, being smitten doesn't care, whether or not it's true, she believes mm -hmm. it wholeheartedly now, because they had that sort of like quiet moment, it seemed like she was telling the truth. They just want to be free and to protect innocent people. And that seems like not so bad. And that was kind of something she wasn't told before. Like in all these years when she's been a part of this, all of these prophecies and this chosen one stuff, like nobody said like it was about this and she never would have, yeah. So uh, the chosen's question is, how do your respective stations make it impossible to be together? Oh. <laughs> um, I feel like that's very <laughs> obvious. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We are uh, diametrically opposed, I believe, just based on uh, <laughs> yeah everything. So um, I'm just going to I'm going to simp quietly over here, I guess, or not so quietly because I can nice. feel the power of the, uh, of the world um, right now. I what I would like. To, wait, am I limp? Am I am I unconscious? From the outside, you seem to be mm -hmm. unconscious. Like inside, like basically, this is because you are channeling all of the magic mm -hmm. on the planet and that means that most of your brain power is dedicated to that and indeed whatever you choose to do i need to tell you now that you're going to need to defy disaster because you can also feel this just tide of magic threatening to consume you entirely i would like to speak in a voice that the rest of my compatriots here can hear and say if we just call for peace if we get rid of the military that's after them and give back the artifacts, we can end all this. And I want them to be able to hear it just sort of like echoing in their minds. 
yeah, like, and 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 all of you uh, can hear it. Um, I also think that um, Danny, as as Johanna, like, you say that, and the magic responds to like this desire, this request, and presents you with possibilities. Like, it shows you that you could make it so that Mab Angels could no longer perceive the Fae in any way. It makes it so that it could be that Mab has never existed. Uh, but if you do that, then you may not have ever known these people. Um, it makes it so that you could destroy Mab as it exists now. Like, you could kill every agent of Mab if you wanted to, but there are also, like, very... You have, like, essentially infinite magic. There is anything that you could do. I want every artifact that has been taken from the fairies and this realm to vanish and reappear here in this sort of space. I don't want to crush anybody or anything, but I want it to reappear here. And then I want that whatever wing of the British Museum was keeping them there to collapse Mm -hmm. spontaneously. Nice. Just... And hundreds of miles away, there is a spontaneous earthquake that will be on the BBC tomorrow morning. Not explained. Very confusing. Uh, massive pothole. Seemed like there was some kind of like land sink or something as the metaphysical acquisitions branch literally crumbles into dust. And as it does, uh, as you said, like Danny, like behind you, all of these artifacts, thousands and thousands and thousands of them swords and necklaces and tiaras, but also things that look like babies' rattles and dolls and toys and clothes appear along like this long, long river underneath this cave. And as they do, there's a kind of shimmer in the air of various kind of creatures like goblins and nixies and naiads and brownies and knockers and pukas like appearing out of the air as if they've been drawn to these artifacts and their sudden appearance. And all of them, like one of them, the puka starts to like laugh, like this kind of whooping laugh. Um, and all of them start to like dance and like shout and kind of like throw things to each other and kind of shout to one another and be, return objects to one another as they do. And Gudrun, who's like caught you when you kind of seemed to pass out, like her arm tightens around you and your vision returns and she looks in your face and her eyes are wide and she seems much, much younger than she ever has to you. And she says, what are you doing? I'm giving it all back. And I think, uh, Danny, at this moment, like, probably if it's okay with you as a player, Gudrun will get a kiss. Yes! <laughs> Enthusiastic, <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, like, so, yeah, Gudrun just, like, uh, grins, laughs a little bit, like, this, this like, kind of, like, warm laugh, and then her arm tightens around you, and she puts a hand on the side of your face, and she tilts her head, and she kisses you very deeply, and you breathe her breath into your lungs. And with that breath, with all this magic inside you, you feel the magic of her, and you feel her magic, her magic that was locked away down here. Like, oh, she's only been working with a fraction of her power responding to that. And for a moment, you feel an entire continuum of the two of you, um, and it's like an electric kind of fizzing on your skin. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, yep. I had no idea that this is what I was chosen for, but I guess it makes sense now. <laughs> um, and she kind of pulls back and like rubs a thumb across the top of your eyebrow and says, You're a very unconventional chosen one. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> 
she laughs and she kisses your lips again, just a little peck, and then she says, shall we? And she kind of gestures to the barrier that stands between you and your friends. I'm going to, yes, grab her hand. Um, like both, I guess she cut her hand as well. So I guess the, the mm-hmm. hands that were cut um, yep. and uh, like hold them so that maybe, maybe they'll heal, we'll see, whatever. In either way that they are, they are held and say, yes. Okay, and I want you to roll me a Defy Disaster. Um, you can add plus one, because I would say that was a finally kiss in a dangerous situation oh, yeah. uh, kind of jam. Um, this is shortly going to be very dangerous. Um, and I want you to roll me, uh, yeah, Defy Disaster plus your heart. Oh no! What happened? <laughs> it's bad. Oh no. <laughs> it's like a five, like a total. <laughs> like, okay. Um, I have a string. string. Okay, yeah, and actually, like, that's perfect um, because I think, uh, Sasha, if you have a string as well, this is actually... I used it before. Oh, no, that's, a, that's right. okay. Um, so, but I think that... <gasps> Wait, no, this... I have to string on the, I have to string on the dog. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> that, that still counts. Um, so here's what happens. Danny as Johanna, you say that you reach out, but as you do, you feel the magic leaving you and you can feel like yourself, your like soul, whatever you want to call it, like your mind burning up. It is being incinerated by like, you know, what you really don't want when lightning hits you is for it to go straight through you and ground into the earth. And this is essentially what's happening with magic. There's nothing to stop like the force of the conduction. And you are losing control of all of this magic and it is just obliterating you. And from the other side, Adora, Jenny and Hermia, you see like what you assume to be Johanna um, starting to burn up like brighter and brighter and brighter. And you see like the, the kind of barrier like crumbling but her starting to burn up and all of you suddenly feel these like literal strings of light coming out of your chest and you see them and they're like pulling towards Johanna. And all of you feel with like the instinctive uh, kind of knowledge that teaches you how to walk and how to hold and how to eat and how to laugh that you can pull her back to you if you pull on these strings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I want each of you to describe to me a moment where you've had a genuine, like, deep emotional bond with Johanna as you pull her back, starting with Maddie. Um, I think um, I remember the first time that our fake companions met and they just kind of rubbed noses and did the sort of did the sort of cute um, animals getting to know each other thing and then just our eyes met and we just shared this like small smile and I don't think there was any words in that moment that I'm remembering but it's just that kind of sense of we get each other and as you remember that your hand just comes up of its own accord and wraps around that string of light and pulls on it and it's like a rope and you pull hard on it and you feel Johanna coming back to you a bit Adora Describe a moment that you like emotionally had a significant moment with. I think in the in the library researching at about three o'clock in the morning, um, and Johanna turning up with strong black coffee because we were both researching very very late, and just having that moment of like, no, this is important. What we're doing here is important, and we are both working together. 
And again, like you feel your hand come up of its own accord and grab onto that rope tighter than you've ever hold on to anything. And you tug and you feel Johanna coming back. And Jenny, describe to me an emotional uh, moment that you had with Johanna that lets you bring her back from the edge of destruction. Um, okay, so while we are watching Johanna like literally carve peace between the human and the fairy worlds, I realize I'm still in love with her. And then I see her and Gudrun kiss. I'm like, oh, I can never be that person. I like, I can't ever be on her level. And I realize I have to do something unselfish, like the first time in my life and like support her to be who she can be without me. Oh my god! (laughs) This is a podcast, so you can't see all our expressions, but we're losing it. Um, Oh my god, Sasha! Yeah, that's perfect. Um, And I think like you brace your feet in the boat, like, and you put both hands on this like string, and you just like wrench as hard as you can with all of your kind of like wiry strength. And Johanna, your kind of like self, your soul, your spirit, your mind comes back into your body. Um, and the magic just races away. And there's this thunderclap of uh, sound and you feel the tunnel around you shake. And there's a kind of tide that shakes the boats that you're on. And this lightning races down the tunnels and back into the earth, into those seven ley lines. And all of that magic that you'd held disappears. Cat looks at all of you and goes, okay, I'm gonna assume that this was a success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gudrun kind of uh, looks at a cat in the boat of your allies and uh, pulls away from you a little reluctantly, Johanna, and says, I have a kingdom to preserve. I don't know what you did, but they need me. There are people here um, in our realm that are going to need convincing that they don't need to come back. I hope that if the two realms meet again, Uh, maybe I will see you there. It's a deal. And she kind of holds out a hand. Mm, She definitely takes her hand. (laughs) Then as you shake, this kind of green-white light wraps around both of your hands and binds them for a moment, almost like the silk of a wedding binding. And uh, she rubs her thumb over the back of your hand and she says, you know, you can't break a deal with a fairy. And she winks and then she disappears out of the (laughs) business. Boom. And that, I think, is where we're going to end. Oh, amazing. That's um, that is like 9.30, almost on the top. Um, <laughs> well done, honestly. <laughs> thank you all very much. I hope that you had fun. It was so good, yeah. It was very thank fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. I've never enjoyed being kidnapped more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this uh, uh, spooky sword lesbians uh, game. I hope that you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed playing it. Uh, Be gay, do crimes. I have been your GM, Ella Watts. If you would like to find me on social media, you can do so at G-E-J Watts on Twitter and Instagram. Other stuff that I've made that you can check out right now includes Doctor Who Redacted, which is a queer feminist sci-fi audio drama for Doctor Who and BBC Sounds. If you like my approach to tabletop gaming, 
then you might want to check out my queer, hopeful game, Upriver Downriver, about sailing a boat on a magical river and rebuilding peace in the ruins of war. Uh, that book will be available to pre-order in August if you uh, sign up to the MacGuffin and Company newsletter or you check out our page on Kickstarter, you'll be able to get updates about when you can get that and you can download the Quick Start Guide for free. Uh, finally, if you would like to check out even more of my work because you just think I'm that great, uh, then you can find uh, my work as a director at Zombies Run, which is a kind of hybrid fitness gaming app where when you go for your run, you're being chased by zombies and maybe also there are characters and they have feelings and maybe some of those characters are queer. Basically, my brand is like gay genre fiction in audio. If you like that, you might like what I do. And thanks so much for listening. Everyone say goodbye. So uh, starting with Beth. Hey, I'm Beth. You can find me on We Fix Space Junk or you can find my art at Beth K. Crane on Instagram. Awesome. Danny? I'm Danny. Um, you can find me at DTCamJansen on Twitter and Instagram or over at The Whisper Forge. Awesome. Maddie? Hi, I'm Maddie Searle. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Maddie underscore abstract, where you can find links to all the various things that I do. And if you enjoyed this show, you might enjoy uh, another show that I work on as GM and director called Chapter and Multiverse, uh, which is an actual play podcast from Rusty Quill. And Sasha. I'm Sasha Sienna. You can find me on Twitter at Sienna Sasha. And you can find out more about my game design company, including Upriver Downriver at www.mcguffinandcompany.com. And I'd just like to encourage you all, uh, if you enjoyed this show, if you want us to keep being gay, doing crime, making queer art, uh, then you can consider supporting the uh, Light and Tragic Patreon at patreon.com forward slash light and tragic. And if you want to find memes and generally me freaking out about <laughs> being gay and enjoying these characters, uh, then follow uh, this podcast, Realms of Peril and Glory, on social media at realmspod where social media is found and tolerated. Thank you all for listening. Uh, say goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>